and welcome to this week's episode of the Stephen Perkins program. So happy to have you join us here on the Outset Podcast Network. I want to apologize in advance. First of all, I have a couple of apologies, all right? First of all, for having the episode up later in the afternoon on Thursday, as opposed to uh, usually in the morning or uh, early afternoon. I was at Governor Rick Perry's announcement here in Dallas this morning, so that's where I've been uh, uh, pretty much uh, for you know half of the day. So my apologies. Hopefully you can f- forgive me for that. Also, there's been a dog barking um, at one of the units around mine. And so trust me, I have wanted to go Frank Underwood on that dog, um, which if you're a dog lover, I mean, even I'm a dog lover, so I feel like that's okay to say because I like dogs. Um, but if PETA is listening, um, they're probably not too happy with me. For saying that but really that dog needs to be taught a lesson and the uh, um i don't know what's the third of oh the third apology um i mean i, I didn't really announce this so it, it's not really a big apology but but uh, my friend jocelyn flores was supposed to be on this episode day she was actually at the rick perry announcement with me jocelyn and i are very similar um in the sense that we are sarcastic uh we don't have patience for stupid stuff um the whole time Along with Stephanie Conway, we were in, uh, we were, during the announcement, we were in the back. We were actually right up against the fence where the, that the media uh, was all corralled behind. And we were making all sorts of comments that hopefully none of their microphones picked up. Um, but I'll, I'll apologize, I'll, I will apologize for uh, Jocelyn. I was about to say Beyonce. That would have been weird. I apologize for Jocelyn not being able to come on the program today. But uh, I told her she's welcome on it anytime. She wasn't feeling too well. So she had to leave. Um, Dallas early. So I, I want to talk about a few things this week. Obviously, a lot has happened um, in the political world, in the outset world that I just want to share with you. I want to talk about our new cover story on outset over the Convention of States project. And then I want to talk to you about Rick Perry's announcement and, and kind of some thoughts that I've been having about 2016 in general. Now that we're up to, what, 12 or 13 Republican candidates, I think it's important just to throw some thoughts out there about where we are um, in, in terms of, of how the campaigns are going. And so, um, you know, first, uh, oh, and I also want to talk about Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Um, and I, and, and, you know, there's been a lot of commentary about, um, about him, her, her, I mean, come on, just it, it's a her. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But first I want to just share, um, I, I guess some personal news, right? I, I don't know if you care or not. If, if you don't care, then then certainly feel free to skip forward. Um, but some personal news, I'm actually working on two new projects that I'm really excited about. And one of them I really want you to check out because um, it's not a project that I started. It's a project that I'm helping someone with um, and, and I've become a part of their community there. And it's a really great um, venture that I hope you support um, because it, it, it's just incredible. And that is Rockstar Cafe. Now, Rockstar Cafe, please excuse them because they are a Canadian company. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's, you know, Canada gets a bad rap sometimes. I think from some of us who are who are very, you know, America, uh, Canada can kind of get a bad rap. But uh, these Canadians are, are, are incredible people. Rockstar Cafe, and you can go to their website, um, at rockstar-cafe.ca for Canada. Uh, Rockstar Cafe is essentially a community of people who uh, come together 
and essentially help each other with different world-changing ideas, projects, and ventures. And so, I've joined as a as a rock star, and I, I you know, I say it that way. I'm not, you know, I I usually I, I don't like the words the the titles of experts or gurus or ninjas or but but uh, but most of the people, actually all the people besides me. Um, in the rock star community are true rock stars. I mean, there's some incredible people. If you want to see uh, who else is in the community that I've just joined, you go to rockstar-cafe.ca slash rockstars, and you can see all of the incredibly talented people. I, I, I believe um, my friend Jake Jardine, who um, was the one who approached me about it, he's been working with him for a while. I believe he, he was telling me I was the, the first American to um to join their community so they're going international but but the basis of it is pretty much um if anyone in their community wanted help um or or guidance or advice or connections in the area that i have experience in which is you know anything from media to publishing to branding and social media and all that they could essentially come to me and, and i would help them for free and uh, just try to try to get some world-changing ideas um, past the idea phase and into the reality phase. And so, I mean, no pressure or anything, but I think it's going to be great. There are 20 other people in the community besides me, and so I'm certainly joining um, a wonderful community with a lot of talent behind it. And I'm really excited to see what they do in the future. So give them uh, some love, rockstar-cafe.ca for Canada. And then the second project that I'm on, you may have heard me talk about it before, is a company that I actually started um, way back in 2011, and it was operated under a different name back then. Um, and it's, it's an embarrassing, I, I don't want to share it, but it's Reactor Media, R-E-A-C-T-R Media. And, uh, and for the past uh, four years now, really, since we started in 2011, it's really just been kind of an umbrella company, and it's been an organization that I've used to kind of um, be the, the, the main name that I put all my uh, projects and properties under. For example, OutsetMagazine.com is technically a property of, of Reactor Media. So all the business side, all the administration and financial, financial um, items, I do through React, Reactor Media, excuse me. But, you know, what I've been finding, and, um, and, and this is something that, um, that I've been trying to figure out over the past year, probably, um, as I get more and more into the campaign side of things and kind of understanding how campaigns work, how real change is made, and, 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 and how to um, elect good people, what I've come up with is um, that um, while I absolutely love media production, I love Outset Magazine, and I, I'm so happy uh, that it has grown the way it has, what I really want to focus on is some of the creative and, uh, and, and communication side of campaigns and behind ideas. And so what we've done, or, or what I've done, and I've been trying to recruit some people to help, and uh, actually got two people today who, who offered out help, and I'm so excited that they did. And, and it's just incredible that, that, um, that they enjoy my vision behind it so much that they're willing to help out. But my, my idea behind it is, is that we'll essentially be a branding, website design, PR, social media marketing, pretty much a communication strategy company. And, uh, and, and I'm really excited to see the kind of work that we can do. I'm hoping to get some 
some organizations, some not-for-profits, some, uh, some even political campaigns would be a dream. And just to kind of work on, on those campaigns and, and help some good, decent people get elected. And, um, you know, one of my things is um, it's not just the people, uh, as in it's not just the candidates. It's, it's, it's really about the ideas, and it's about the story of what the future can be with those people in office and with, more importantly, their ideas in office because people die off, but ideas can live on forever. And I think that's an important part um, of politics. And sometimes, I was thinking about this the other day, sometimes we get so involved in the technicalities of politics and we get so wrapped up into these individual campaigns and these individual organizations and these individual candidates and we forget what we're really fighting for. And one of the things that uh, Outset Magazine, for example, our core principles are limited government, uh, personal or individual liberty, personal responsibility, and free markets. And that's really what it's all about. It's about the, the, the principles that you stand up for. And, and there's going to be a lot of politicking and a lot of business and a lot of administrative stuff that gets in the way and that, that can honestly cloud your mind. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is about what you're really fighting for. And those are the things that we're fighting for. And um, and, and they're really ideas that I think can unite the country. And, and that's really what I want to do. So let's go on to the Convention of States project. This is, um, this is a project that I've been following for a while because um, Garrett over at redmillennial.com, if you have not checked out redmillennial.com, they're technically a competitor, but whatever. I, I think they do incredible work. Go to redmillennial.com and read some of Garrett's um, um, articles on the Convention of States project because he's really been doing some incredible things with them. And, um, and he was really the person through his writing that introduced me to, uh, to this, this very important project. And in the past, well, let's see, since last Monday, really, um, I've, I've learned so much about it. The new cover story on OutsetMagazine.com this month for the June cover story is on the Convention of States project. And I invite you to go check that out because it, it's really an incredible story. If, if I were to ask you what Article 5 of the Constitution says, what would be your response? Do you even know what Article 5 is? And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but Article 5 is, in my opinion, and, and as many supporters of the Convention of States Project describe it, it is the best kept secret of the Constitution. Because what Article 5, and I'll read it to you here, it's not too long, so I'll read it to you. What it says is this. It says, quote, The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution. And here's the key part or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of the Constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of, se- of several states. And then it goes on for a little bit. Um, but, but that's the important part. Article 5 gives states, individual states, the right to call a convention of states in order to propose new amendments to the Constitution. The way to do this is there's there's really two avenues that they can call a convention of the states. The first avenue um, is that the states can submit an application for a specific amendment. For example, this was done uh, throughout the 80s and the 90s and, and a little bit still today, the balanced budget amendment 
was was a convention of states application that I think uh, I think thirty I think like thirty two states in total have submitted applications, but some of them have rescinded their applications. So it's down to like twenty four, I believe. Um, but that's one way to do it is to say this is the specific amendment that we want to call a convention in order to ratify. The other way is to propose a theme, and this is what the Convention of States project has done. And they propose a theme, and the theme is to limit the size, scope, and jurisdiction of the federal government. And under that theme, they have proposed um, a number of different amendments, and uh, some of them are a balanced budget amendment to finally get that in place, a uh, term limits on not only Congress, but also federal judges, which is a very interesting idea, and then also uh, physical um, restraints on the federal government, as well as um, restraints on, on, on their jurisdiction, what they have the right um, to kind of make decisions on, right? What should be up to the federal government and what should be up to the states? So the Convention of States Project is an organization that was, its parent company, by the way, is Citizens uh, for Self-Governance. And the Convention of States Project is a project that was founded by Michael Ferris and Mark Meckler. And Mark Meckler, you may recognize it. Michael Ferris, by the way, is a renowned constitutional expert, really smart guy. Mark Meckler was a co-founder of the Tea Party Patriots. He left, uh, I, I believe he told me in 2013, he left the Tea Party Patriots to come over to the Convention of States Project. And what they're doing is in four states already, they have already passed and sent in applications to Congress concerning an Article Five convention to limit the the, uh, the size, scope, and jurisdiction of the federal government. Now, I, I talked to a number of people. I do just want to thank some of the people I talked to. Uh, um, Tamara Colbert, who is the National Media Relations Director for Citizens for Self Governance and the Texas Director for the Convention of States Project. I want to thank her for uh, for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Also, Mark Meckler, who was an incredible guy to talk to. I hope we can reconnect again. Um, and also, we had some millennials that we mentioned in the stories. Uh, Michael Cicerone, who is a Texas volunteer, and Laura Finnig, uh, who is a regional legislative director, works for the, uh, the project uh, uh, in D.C. Um, and also Bob Menges, um, who is a retired Air Force uh, veteran and uh, also a regional legislative director. Very smart guy. He knows his history. He gave me um, a, a big history lesson on this. But... I do want to talk about the idea behind the Article 5 Convention. Why do we need it? And the fact is, is that the federal government has become so broken, and I truly believe this, it's become so broken that there is not a way that they are going to fix themselves. It is like asking a crack addict to fix themselves without any type of support. And, and, and what the Article 5 Convention does is it forces the federal government to get its crap together. By these amendments, a balanced budget amendment, which would mean that we, we would not be able to have um, a, uh, a, a deficit. We could have a surplus, but at the very least, we need to balance the budget. And also term limits, which is a huge thing. I would love to see some of these longtime congressmen um, go away and because of term limits. So what the Convention of States project does is it is, I believe, the last chance to reform the political system in America. And the fact is, is that there are, um, you know, a, a, as much support as this project has around the country. 
there still needs to be more. And so what I want to do is, first of all, I wholeheartedly endorse the Convention of States project because the federal government has gotten too big and the only people who can save this country are the people of the United States. And we have to do that through an Article 5 convention. And uh, obviously they are many years from um, from actually getting one called and it's gonna be a, a huge struggle. I mean, they are still in their early days and it's gonna be very hard for them to get this thing um, in action, but it needs to happen. The magic number, by the way, is 34 applications. 34 states have to send in the same exact application. It has to be the same exact. So, you know, Congress can't get all of them and then throw some out because of of, um, of language that doesn't line up on, on a couple of them. But specifically for my generation, and Mark Meckler told me this, and it just resonated with me, and I love this. He said that we have the opportunity to refound the nation. We have the opportunity to make the government work for us again. And really, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were our founding ideas of America. That's what this country was really founded on. The right and the freedom to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that is the same ideas that I think people in my generation hold. We want to be able to freely live we want to be able to pursue anything that we want. And the only way that we can do that going forward is to make sure the federal government is not keeping us from doing the things that we want to do. One of the things that I love about this election is this is one of the first elections that the leave me alone coalition, as Rand Paul says, is going to be very active. And I'm very excited to see people my age who have a very simple message for the government, which is leave me alone. And so I want to encourage all of you to get um, to get um, involved in the Convention of States project. The best way to do it, according to just about every person I talk to, go to conventionofstates.com, click on the Get Involved tab. And, uh, you know, the cool thing about the Convention of States Project is you can become a volunteer. I mean, you can be involved on any level. You can be a volunteer. You can do something as simple as emailing or calling your legislators. And you can even become uh, an intern for the project. They have some internships that they told me they're opening up. And you can also become a paid staff member for the project once you, uh, you know, once you graduate from, from college. So there are a lot of opportunities that you can get involved with the Convention of States Project, and I highly encourage you to do it. They are an incredible organization. They have, her, they have earned my support, and I hope you check them out and make sure to check out the cover story on outsetmagazine.com. It will be up for all of June. Secondly, I wanna talk about Rick Perry's announcement. Obviously, I went to his announcement today. And you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was really something because um, first of all, we walk, it's at Addison Airport, right? And it's in that freaking hangar. And it is now June. I mean, the weather in Texas is not the greatest. It was warm. And it was only uh, like 11, 30, 12 when all the this, all this speaking happened. So it, it was it was warm. And, uh, and they shove us all in this hangar. The expected attendance was about 1,000. I still haven't seen reports as to how many people were, were really there. Um, but they shove us all in this hangar. There is a, a, um, a plane that apparently... Uh, Governor Rick Perry flew when he was in the Air Force. I'm not sure what uh, what type of plane it was. I forgot the uh, the name of it, but um, it was 
in the hangar. And you've probably seen the images so far. If you want to look them up, you can go on, uh, find me on Twitter at Stephen underscore, underscore Perkins. Have the pictures there. Rick Perry's announcement was um, interesting on many levels. And, and, and let me explain that. He is someone who has done very well as governor of Texas. I mean, ever since he became governor of Texas, Texas is now one of the most economically prosperous states in the country. More and more businesses are moving to this state because they understand that we have an extremely friendly business climate. More than that, education has been reformed in the state of Texas. Governor Perry said today that we are the state with the second highest graduation rate. And a lot of that is, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe he also said that we have the second highest graduation rate, high school graduation rate among um, blacks, black and Latino um, students, which is incredible. It's really incredible. Texas is a model of opportunity in the country. And I think America needs to follow the lead of Texas. So that would mean, if, if I believe that America needs to follow the lead that Texas has, has put in place, that would mean that I would support Governor Perry, right? And that's why I don't know yet. Uh, I, was, I was asked uh, whether I supported him by um, a reporter there, and, and I said, well, I, I made the mistake in 2012 of supporting someone, um, you know, before the convention and, and just getting behind someone before um, anything was really, um, you know, but, but pretty much getting behind someone before um, everyone was was weeded out. And, um, and, and I don't want that approach this year. My approach this year is very simple. My approach in 2016 is I'm not getting behind a candidate. I mean, yes, I, I have I've donated to candidates only because I've wanted their merchandise. So, for example, for uh, um, for Rand Paul, I bought a shirt and poster. Um, I saw Ted Cruz just got some merchandise, so I'll probably give him a donation uh, for that merchandise. And Rick Perry is going to get first of all. No, I'll, I'll say this in a little bit. I want to comment about Perry's logo, but I'll say that in a bit. So anyway, so so I'm going to be getting, you know, stuff from the campaigns, which will mean that I will have to donate to those campaigns. But, um, you know, I, I'm not prepared to endorse anyone yet. I mean, who who, who really cares who I endorse? Um, but I mean, I'm just not ready to throw my sport behind someone. I think one of the things that Rick Perry really said that resonated with me um is that he believes that America's best days are ahead. And he also believes that, you know, he mentioned we lived through Jimmy Carter and we got over that, we could do it again. And I think he has a very clear vision. His campaign in 2016 is a lot more thought out than his campaign was in 2012. In 2012, I think he saw a vulnerability in the party and he wanted to jump in because he thought that he would be able to, um, you know, to take advantage of that. And it just didn't pan out very well for him. But this year, I think he has a much more solid plan in place, except for his logo. But um, but I think he's going to be a strong candidate. I, I, I really do not know how long that he's going to be in the race. One of the challenges for him is that now that we have 12 to 13 Republican candidates, it's such a crowded field that any candidate, even if there's someone um, as popular as Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, any candidate is going to have such a hard time um, not only finding the airtime, 
but also just standing out from the crowd. How do you stand out from the crowd? I would recommend doing so with a bow tie, but that's just me. Um, and, and, you know, you, you probably have to stand out in more ways than, than just appearance. But what it really comes down to is who's going to make the appeal to young working Americans who do not see the economy in their favor and who see the Republican Party as the party against workers. And let me explain what I mean by that. I talked about this on Twitter last night. Whenever we as as conservatives go around and say we love Scott Walker because he defeated the unions in Wisconsin, are we ever providing context as to what we mean? And what I mean is that if, if someone removed from the conservative side or politics in general were to hear us say, oh, we love this man because he defeated workers' unions, are those people going to say, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's wonderful? Or are those people going to say, well, that sounds like he's anti-worker? And I realize it doesn't mean he's anti-worker, but, you know, what is, what is easier? Is it is it is it easy to educate people on what on 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 how um, detrimental unions are to the workforce? I mean, that's a very hard thing to do when you're on a debate stage. Whether you're talking about the preliminary debates with all the Republicans or against the Democratic nominee, when you're on the debate stage, you have limited time to talk about these policies. And for a lot of Republicans, really the question, Republicans love to think for some reason that the issue in 2016 is going to be foreign policy and how do we keep America safe. That is not going to be the issue. Now, granted, it's a very important issue and it's something I hope that uh, they have a solid plan for, but it's not going to be the issue. The only thing that voters are going to care about is who has a better plan for the economy. And in 2008 and in 2012, Barack Obama said the same thing, that he would create more opportunity for working Americans. The Democratic Party has been, has been branded as the party for workers. And in many ways, um, I, I certainly see how they got that branding. But what we need to do, say we as conservatives, what we need to do is, is we have to make sure that we are propping up someone who has an incredible record when it comes to um, economic development, economic uh, um, issues, and especially getting people to work. And one of the reasons why I love Governor Perry is because he is able to eloquently speak as to why his, um, his views on the economy and his views on creating a stronger more educated workforce, he is able to um, explain why those views are the best. Now, again, I, I'm not sold on his presidency, but I think that he could do an incredible job um, using Texas and his record in Texas as a model for the rest of the country. But the, the Republicans have a very big um, challenge in 2016. And, and I was thinking about this the other day. I, I am really not optimistic about 2016 for the Republicans. And if you and if you are, all I ask is that you really think about why you are. What do you think is so special about the lineup of, of Republican candidates 
that you think hands down we're going to win in 2016 because I'm not seeing it. I am not seeing it. As much as I love Ted Cruz and I love Rand Paul and I love Governor Perry and 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 and, and Marco Rubio and all these, you know, wonderful candidates, I'm just not seeing people who could defeat what we could only presume to be the Democratic nominee, Hillary Clinton. And even if it's not Hillary Clinton, I just don't know if we have Republicans who are going to be able to relay their position, their platform to the entire country. Ask anyone. You ask anyone what a Democrat stands for and they will be able to tell you. Because everyone knows what the Democrats stand for. Everyone knows what the Democrats believe in. Ask someone what a Republican stands for and you get a million or two different answers. Because the Republican Party has so much infighting and there is not a unified front that voters get lost in all the noise. You know, the Democrats, for the most part, they agree on 98% of stuff. Republicans, maybe 25. I mean, we are facing a huge disadvantage going into 2016. And a lot of people are perfectly okay with it. A lot of people are, you know, a lot of people started out earlier this year saying, oh no, let, let's make sure that all the all the candidates are, are going to have you know, an adequate opportunity and, and let's not jump to any conclusions. But now everyone is getting behind these different candidates and, and, and they become robots to these candidates. And, and for example, I'll, I'll use the, the, the Rand Paul people, for example, and I love Rand Paul supporters. They're very enthusiastic and they're wonderful, but they have become what pe- people are labeling them as Paul bots. You know, anything and everything Rand Paul does to these people is absolutely perfect and anything that anyone else does that doesn't fit perfectly in line with what Rand Paul does oh those are neocons and those are those are cre- you know oh get them off the oh they shouldn't even be in the debates we're shooting ourselves in the foot and it doesn't have to be that way but let me tell you something what this needs to come down to is if you are going into 2016 loving your political party more than your country, then, I mean, you are part of the problem. We need to stop. We need to stop worrying so much about our party and we need to nominate someone who believes in America, who believes in American exceptionalism, who believes that the American dream is still possible and who is not going to pander to the people who just want to see division. And we always say all the time as conservatives, we say, oh, the Democrats and Barack Obama want to divide America. And yet they don't understand, we don't understand as people who say that, that we're doing the same thing. We are dividing America. I mean, I, I, I've, you know, when you categorize Democrats as, as evil people, as people who can't be trusted, that is not building bridges. And I certainly understand you cannot compromise your values and your principles. But if, if we're going to have um, a discussion about unifying the country, you have to be serious about actually unifying 
the country. A lot of people on the left and the right, they say, we want to unify the country. But what they really mean is we want to unify everyone on our side. Yeah, we don't we don't give a crap about the other side. They can go screw themselves. We care about our side and we want to unify the country, but we don't really want to unify the country. We want to unify our side and rule over the other side. And the fact is, majority rule is not always the best because it becomes mob rule. This is what I want more than anything. Um, and, and I'm not sure which candidate is going to do it. I haven't heard them talk about it yet. Rick Perry said that we need to 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 unify as a country today as well. But a lot of his language was divisive. What I want is a candidate who's going to say, this is what I believe in. These are the these are the the core principles that I believe in. Among them, I would hope would be American exceptionalism, the American dream and opportunity for all. And by opportunity for all, I mean the opportunity to work your ass off and have and be successful, not the opportunity to get success, have success granted to you from the government. But I, I want a candidate who says, these are the principles that I stand for. And these are unifying principles. And, and here, here's another thing that we need to be careful about going in 2016. In 2008 and 2012, Barack Obama always blamed George W. Bush. And he always said, well, the problems from the Bush administration, we have to deal with the problems from the Bush administration, Bush this, Bush that. And now what you hear a lot of Republicans saying is, oh, we have all these problems from the Obama administration, Obama this, Obama that, Obama this. It's the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing. What I want to talk about is not the Obama administration. What I want to talk about is not Hillary Clinton. She's old news. What I want to talk about and what I want to know about is your vision for the country. Cut out all the divisiveness. Cut out all the language that will certainly get you some some support from people on your side. Cut it out. And start working on the middle. Start working on actually unifying the country instead of just unifying your side. And um, 2016 is going to be a challenge. It really is. I'm not optimistic about this. Let me just put it this way. This should be the year. 2016 should be the year that Republicans easily, by a landslide, glide into the White House. But I'm just not sure if that's going to happen. All right. I I do just want to say that this program is uh, made possible and completely free to you by the incredible people at Octopod. And Octopod is a company that that uh, that sells a a, an incredible line of uh, portable device charging solutions. And what that means is that if you're like me, you're on your phone all the time and my battery drains because I because I use Wi-Fi, I use uh, Bluetooth and I'm using apps all day. So my, my battery drains like crazy. The best thing about uh, Octopod 
is that if you get one, your phone never runs out of battery again. And the incredible, even more incredible thing is that they are giving a 50% off offer to anyone who is listening right now. And they're not doing this for anyone else. They're doing this for us. It's exclusive because they love you. They think you're the future of the country. And of course, the future of the country has to have a fully charged battery in order to save the country, for goodness sake. Go to octo-pod.com slash outset. That's O-C-T-O dash P-O-D, sorry, dot com slash O-U-T S-E-T. And in order to get your 50% off, enter the promo code OUTSET, O-U-T-S-E-T, at checkout and get 50% off. All right, I had to go get um, a drink of water because it is hot in this apartment. Like, I, I turn the AC off when I record these because... I, I, there's a vent right by you know my desk and I don't want uh, the noise to be in there. So I had to get up and get a water. I checked my earphones. My earphones just are, they have sweat on them and it's disgusting. One of the, by the way, let me just say, one of the complaints about the Perry announcement is that we were in this airport hangar and I think I was, I was trying to get to this, but my mind goes a million different places at once. It was so hot. Perry himself was sweating like crazy. Um, and I was in a full suit, so it was ugh, terrible. Never, ever do an outdoor campaign announcement in June in Texas. You would have, you would think he would have known. Oh, and by the way, Jeb Bush has now set a date for his 2016 decision. It is going to be on the 15th, um, which is going to go down as history as the day that uh, I turned to hard drugs and liquor uh, because... Having him in the race is going to be one of the most terrible things to ever happen to presidential campaign politics. So, uh, so that'll be fun. Hmm. I want to talk. Uh, I shouldn't drink in the microphone. It sounds weird. I want to talk uh, finally, and then we'll wrap up the show this week about just such a fun topic. Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Olympic gold medalist Bruce Jenner, and um, it, but uh, he or she came out uh, this past week as transgender, of course, uh, with had an interview with, I believe it was ABC, Diane Sawyer, and, uh, and, and you know, went on, what was it, Vogue magazine? He, he did a, or she did a photo shoot um, and showed off um, the new her. And I, I just, I just want to say really quickly, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because ultimately, you know, so many things have been said about it. But I, I want to say just really quickly that people were so excited when she uh, came out as a Republican, right? People were like, oh, yes. Oh, finally, we have another big celebrity who's a Republican and she's transgender. And that's great because it's, you know, we appeal to all sorts of people. And then whenever she came out on the on the photo uh, shoot on the magazine, people were like, oh, that's disgusting. You know, oh, it's just weird. This is my take on the entire Caitlyn Jenner uh, events of, Thing. I, uh, the Caitlyn Jenner thing, I guess you could say. Does she still have her thing? But anyways, my my views on it are: let her live her life. You know, there 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 is a group. The, one of the reasons why I have um, I have such an issue with some conservatives, not all conservatives, some conservatives, because is because some conservatives they'll go around all day saying we should have limited government. Unless you're not doing things I agree with, then, you know, we should probably enforce some morality and we should probably uh, legislate the, what people can and cannot do. 
This is what it comes down to. If, if you believe in limited government and you believe that people should have the right to just be free and live their life, as long as that person is not hurting you, as long as they are not causing you physical harm, let them do what they want. I don't know why this is such a big deal for people to grasp, but for some reason, whenever someone does anything different, anything that someone disagrees with, everyone jumps the gun and says, I cannot, I am so outraged. I cannot believe that this person is doing something that I don't believe in. Guess what? That person doesn't give a crap about you and your opinions. Okay, just because someone is not doing something that you agree with does not mean that your opinions suddenly matter about them. Okay, one of the things that, you know, okay, Caitlyn Jenner, you don't agree with what Caitlyn Jenner does? Fine, don't follow her on Twitter. Don't look at the magazines with her picture on it. Don't, you know, watch television with her in it. Avoid her, just ignore her. If, if, if you were so, and it comes down to other issues. If, if you are so enraged by gay marriage, um, then don't get married to someone of the same sex. You know, if you're so enraged by same-sex marriage, don't go to a same-sex wedding. As long as no one is forcing you to marry someone of the same sex, why the hell does it matter to you? And the same, oh, medical marijuana or just marijuana use in general. Oh, well, I don't, I don't like the idea of people. Why? Is, do you think that legalization is going to, to force you to become a user of marijuana? This is what, I mean, my grand vision for not just this country, but the world, is just let people live their lives. And as long as they are not hurting you, and as long as they are not destroying humanity, which a lot of people would say, oh, gay people and transgender people and marijuana users, they destroy humanity. But those people are um, stupid. Um, so as long as they're not doing those things, as long as they're not hurting you, let them live their life. And for those of you who always insult me because I like Chipotle over Freebirds or Cadoba or whatever, let me live my life. That's really, that's really what it comes down to is, is the whole reason why I want people to just let people live their lives is because I want to be free to choose Chipotle over nasty Cadoba or disgusting Freebirds. All right. Chipotle is life. Hey, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. It was uh, it was a great talk with you. Hopefully, hopefully you found this episode interesting. If you did find this episode fun and interesting, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Also, leave us a couple of stars, five stars if you're generous, and leave a review. Um, and, and also find the other outside podcast, Second Look with Benjamin Green and the Matt Dallas Show, which has now moved to Saturdays, by the way. Find us at outsetmagazine.com slash podcast. Find me at Twitter underscore uh, or at Stephen underscore Perkins, facebook.com slash Stephen Perkins. And you can find Outset Magazine at Outset Magazine, facebook.com slash Outset Network. And until we speak again next week, take care and be healthy.